Hey guys, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. I got some DMs from people who found me through TikTok or arrived at the podcast because someone just sent them an episode and and some people asked me if I could do a small intro about who I am and what I'm all about because they're listening to my advice, they're listening to my podcast, they know nothing about me. Not to sound annoying, but I find it really hard to define myself and give myself some form of label or confine my purpose to some sentence that makes sense to others and it's really hard for me to do and that's why I don't really do it. I go from calling myself a coach to a spiritual teacher to a motivational speaker. I don't really know what to call myself, but if I had to put it simply, I would say that I am an avid and passionate student and teacher of life. That just means that I am constantly really putting an effort to seek resources and tools and understandings that help me live a more conscious life. And part of who I am is just someone who loves to share whatever speaks to me, whatever helps me and to make my life's journey something that I share with others. I'm the opposite of a gatekeeper. The minute I like something, I need everyone I love to know about it and and I spread it as far and wide as possible. So to keep it simple, that is what I do. I've done this practically by coaching people for the last two years. I think I'm coming close to coaching around 150 something people in the last two years since I launched my coaching business. I am slowly, slowly trying to transition into becoming a speaker, a writer, a content creator so that I can reach more people and also because I just feel like it speaks more true to me to speak to the masses. That being said, at the moment, I am still coaching people. I take five at a time. Right now I have four. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, I have a spot available and I run a 12-week program called the Inner Peace Program. I am now opening my fourth group since the beginning of the year. It starts on June 12th. Spots are still available. You can book a call to have a free chat with me to see if it's for you. I'm very honest about if I think it's a match or not. It's in my interest as well not to just accept people to make a profit. I really try to craft the best group of people that can really contribute to the collective energy and journey of every person in that group. So if you want to hear more about my upcoming group that I'm opening on June 12th, I'm going to put the link below, but you can also get it on the link in my Instagram bio. If you have any specific questions, feel free to reach out to me, DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to help. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about a subject that I'm kind of surprised I haven't talked about until now. I would say one of the things that I've struggled the most with my entire life, something that is like one of the biggest demons that I face is my relationship to physical appearance. I was bullied really heavily as a child. I was a little chubbier than other people. I was definitely this like hairy Middle Eastern girl that always wanted to be the blonde, blue-eyed, or green-eyed girl. My mom is blonde with green eyes, and I always felt like I was this ugly duckling. And for anyone who has struggled with insecurities and self-esteem that revolves around physical appearance, you know that it has nothing to do with what you look like. It's all about the way that you perceive yourself on the inside. So when people hear about this, so many times I get this feeling that people are like, yeah, but you're not an ugly person, or some people are like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But even if other people consider someone beautiful, if they don't feel beautiful, if they're still holding on to what kids said to them when they were younger or things they experienced in the past, it's very hard for them to feel and believe that they actually are beautiful. This is a journey that I've been on for a long time, not just with my body, but really with my face, with every part of my physical appearance to really believe and see myself as attractive. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very core concept in spirituality, which is detachment, but more specifically detachment to form. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what attachment is and what detachment is in terms of where we're attached to something physical for our self-worth, but more specifically 
attaching ourselves to our physical form, our body, our age, our physical appearance for self-worth. I felt like this episode is very relevant because recently I've been doing a lot of these like procedures or processes to enhance my physical appearance. Like I just went to this crazy facial yesterday where they like inject my blood into my face. I don't even know what they did. I look insane right now, but I also got Invisalign and I'm doing laser and I was like, wait, at different points in my life, I would be doing that to really increase my sense of self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence. But I really feel like I got to a place where I'm going about it in a way that doesn't feel like that. If anything, I wouldn't invest in these things in the past because I didn't feel like it was available to me. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not going to feel attractive or I'm never going to be attractive. And it's almost now that I've accepted how I look and who I am and have loved myself more that I allow myself to go through these processes. So everything comes back to intention. There's nothing wrong with getting Botox or doing laser or getting plastic surgery if you're doing it for an intention that's rooted in something pure. If you're doing it because you feel like you'll be more worthy with a nicer nose or a smaller stomach, then you will be very disappointed when you find out that it doesn't help. But if you go about it in a way where you accept yourself and love yourself and just want to enhance the way you look and, you know, experiment with this form that your soul is residing in, then it can be really enjoyable. And if you want to do it, then why not? So to read about this subject, I will be reading from You'll See It When You Believe It, a book I've read from on this podcast already by Wayne Dyer, and let's get started. Before I read from the part that is more specifically on detachment from form, I thought I would read a little bit on the beginning of the chapter of detachment on what detachment really is. Chapter 5, Detachment. It starts with a quote that says, Detachment is the only vehicle available to take you from striving to arriving. You would think that in a land where everything is bountiful, the people would have an eternal lock on happiness and fulfillment. It seems only logical that we here in the affluent West should indeed be the happiest people on the planet. We consume a large percentage of the world's resources. We have the highest standard of living in the history of mankind. We have abundant supplies of refrigerators and television sets and automobiles. These things, which we have come to think of as necessities, are, in fact, luxury items for some 90% of the world's population. Relative to most other people on the planet, we are rich beyond their dreams. Still, we are not blessed with contentment, happiness, and joyousness. How can this be? It seems to me that the more materialistic we become, the less trusting we are as people. The more we have, the less we are inclined to focus on communicating basic human values. Instead, we shift our emphasis to the wallets and possessions of ourselves and others. When we have very few possessions, we are compelled to deal with each other and look directly into one another's eyes, there being nothing of a material nature to distract our gaze. There being nothing of a material nature to distract our gaze. As we accumulate more and more, our eyes shift to our possessions and away from one another's humanity. Consequently, in the most materialistic society in the history of humanity, we have very high levels of loneliness and despair. As we, have shifted our, as we have shifted our emphasis away from human interaction, we have also produced one of the most violent cultures in human history. Loneliness and violence seem to be the natural offspring of an excessively materialistic society. The most important questions you can ask regarding your place in this culture are, how can I be a happy, loving, fulfilled human being and still function within the materialism that seems to define all of our social structure. 
It is impossible for me to live my life with inner joy and harmony within a larger context of greed and accumulation. How can I accomplish a daily life of love and harmony, and yes, success, when I seem to be surrounded by people who beg at loneliness and violence in their perpetual pursuit of more? I believe the answers can be found in detachment. Detachment is an unwritten fact of the universe, which is always operating. The question is whether or not you are willing to tune into it, make it operative in your daily life. In our highly materialistic society, detachment is a principle that is easily rejected by those who are chasing more and more success. It is something that many scoff at because it challenges the very fabric of their lifelong traditions and beliefs. Please understand that I am not contending that the accumulation of material wealth and possessions is evil. Having attained wealth after impoverished beginnings, I delight in the harvest that has come from having made a great deal of money. It is satisfying and lovely. I am proud of my accomplishments, and I do not feel apologetic for being able to purchase whatever I choose as a result of my labors. Detachment is not about denying the joy of achieving abundance. Paradoxically, it will bring more abundance into your life, rather than require you to shed all of your material goods. However, you will probably find it quite easy to divest yourself of your possessions if that is your choice. I use the term attachment to describe holding on to something or defining our life purpose in terms of things or persons external to ourselves. Thus, an attachment is something in the world of form to which we have applied so much meaning that we are emotionally attached to it. We feel we must have it or some of our essential humanity will be lost. But keep in mind that our essence is in thought where it is literally impossible to have attachments. When you truly awaken, you will see the insignificance of any attachment to any of your stuff. Imagine yourself after leaving this plane, dying, looking back at all of your attachments. You can see how unimportant that they will will then be. Think of this principle of detachment in a like matter. Detach yourself from the need to hold on to things and people. In essence, you can never own anyone or anything. He goes on to describe what attachment is, how to detach, and eventually he arrives at a point where he talks about our most common attachments. He says, Suffering can take many forms and is always played out in form. Our attachments to externals are unlimited. Here are seven of the most common kinds of attachments and the reasons you may be treading a path of suffering. One of these seven is attachment to form, and that is what I'm going to be reading to you today. Attachment to your form. If you believe that you are only your body, and as it goes, so go you, then you are inviting a lifetime of suffering, wrinkles, hair loss, weakening vision, and all indications of physical change will create a sense of suffering in direct proportion to your attachment to remaining the same. This attachment to your body can create a lifestyle of artificiality and fear that will prevent you from being on your path and involved in your destiny. Attachment to your body as the means of fulfillment in this life results in an endless preoccupation with appearance. It is an attachment to the packaging that contains you, and it disguises the knowledge that your body is a temporary form that you are occupying. Being exclusively involved with outer appearance makes it difficult to see that your true essence is a formlessness that resides inside the body. The more you are attached to the body and how it appears, the less your chances of being able to stand in back of your form and see the divineness that is truly you. Addiction to form keeps many from ever considering the formlessness that makes up the largest part of humanity. 
Attachment to your body is like having an attachment to suffering and being unwilling to let it go. Detachment from your body does not mean disregard for the perfection of your form. In fact, paradoxically, it almost always results in your taking better care of the covers that house your soul. I have found that I take much better care of my body, maintaining a healthy weight, exercising, getting enough rest, eating fewer nutritionally empty foods, since I am less attached to my appearance. I can now stand back and watch my body go through its aging mechanisms without feeling that my being, myself, is deteriorating. Since I am less attached to this body, I am not alarmed by any of its infirmities. There consequently seems to be very little need for them to surface. As a result of this detachment, I have fewer and fewer difficulties with my body. Thus, I celebrate my form and its perfection, and I know that I am more than this body. I have love and respect for, but I'm not identifying with my physical self. Being in the world, but not of it, as Jesus said, I am in my body, but not of it. And ironically, it helps me to be in my body much more effectively than when I was exclusively of it, only a few short years ago. This is a tough one for me, and I think it's a tough one for anyone living in 2022. So much attention is given to people who look a certain way. And as a society, we idolize people based on their physical appearance. We really encourage this. The prettier someone is, the more attention they get, the more followers they have, the more respect we give them, the better we treat them. And I'm not saying that this is true for every single person listening to this in their personal life. But if you look at the people that we idolize in today's world, at least in the West, most of them are not role models offering us any substance. They are simply attractive people. I think about this all the time when I look at the, the Hadids and the Kardashians and how much influence they have based on one thing only, how they look. And that's not to say that once they got this attention, they haven't done important things in their life. The premise of what made them so famous and so powerful is based solely in their physical appearance. As I scroll through TikTok, I notice that, that there are people who have millions of followers and are making hundreds of thousands of dollars simply because of the way their face looks and because they have a nice body. And again, this isn't me talking down on these creators or these people. They're not the problem. We are also part of this problem. I'm mentioning this because this is what makes it so hard to practice detachment from form. Because between me and myself, yeah, when I'm alone in my room, it's easy for me to say, you're still valuable, you're still lovable, you're, you're still worthy, no matter what you look like, when you gain weight, when you break out, when you don't look your best. What's hard for me personally is when I go out into the world, when I record a video, when I want to participate in this society where it feels like more than ever, physical appearance is the first thing people judge you on. It's almost like I trust myself to love myself as I am, but I don't trust other people to love me. I actually think about this often, how I personally love when people have white hair, women especially, and how I, I really want to embrace aging and leave my hair white as it turns white. Immediately after I have this thought, well, what if my husband won't find me attractive? And that's sad to me. As a woman, I also think about pregnancy and how you can gain weight and how for me it wouldn't be hard to love my body in the form it takes after having a child, realizing that it's a result of bringing life into this world. But then I question if my partner or if people outside of me will see it that way. 
And I guess when it comes to my partner, I have to find someone who is aligned with me in that way of seeing the world. To me, that's how I meet other people. I've dated guys who are shorter than me. I've dated guys who are, you know, balding. I've dated guys, I've dated someone who's disabled. I've never seen the physical form as the first layer, as what I judge first. And I expect that in return. But when it comes to society at large, you're not going to change the fact that other people perceive you in that way. And that's what's really hard. That's where I'm still stuck. Now, there are two things that he mentioned that I want to talk about. The first one is that we suffer more based on how attached we are to looking the same. I've experienced this recently because I had this hormonal imbalance and I think just overall resorted to unhealthy habits when I was feeling more depressed and I gained weight. And I realized that all suffering that came from the fact that I gained weight was just me comparing myself to myself when I was skinnier or comparing myself to other people or being attached to having my body look a certain way. And the second part of what I wanted to say that he spoke about is how paradoxically, the less attached you are, the better you treat yourself. That's really hard for people to get. I tell my clients this all the time, that when you let go of needing something, you will attract it on a higher level. And not only will you attract it, because the truth is, is you can get something from needing it. If you're obsessed and you're like, I need to be skinny and you go hard and you go to the gym every day and you eat healthy, you may get skinny, but will you stay skinny? And will you feel good skinny? No. So one of the lessons I teach in my group program is on attachment for this reason, because so many spiritual teachers talk about how attachment is one of the root causes of all of our suffering in life. We're attached. We believe that we need to look a certain way or have a certain thing to be happy, to feel joy, to feel love. And then we get it. And then we're dependent on it. And we're anxious that it's going to leave. So even if I do need to be skinny to feel good about myself, once I'm skinny, I'm now dependent on staying skinny. That is not an ideal state to live in. It's actually when I let go of needing to be skinny, love myself as I am, I'll take better care of my body. I'll work out from that place. I'll want to just look my best, feel my best, do my best. That's where I'm at currently, where I've realized that if I just lean into acceptance that this is who I am, this is what I look like, I love myself as I am, I love myself in all shapes, all forms, when my skin is nice, when it's not nice, when I gain five pounds, when I gain 10 pounds, when I lose it, I've never felt more of an incentive to invest in my physical appearance. Because why not make it look its best? Why not invest in having straighter teeth or nicer skin or going to the gym? It's actually enjoyable for me. It doesn't feel like a chore. I don't feel like I'm a slave to making my body look a certain way. Now, I do not want to give the impression that I have completely overcome this insecurity and this attachment to looking a certain way because... Like I said, especially as someone who creates content on the internet, it's a very hard thing to let go of. I won't lie. I think that when it comes to romantic relationships, when it comes to men, I still have this belief that I have to look a certain way to attract the guy I want, that my dream guy would only date the skinniest, hottest girl. And the truth is my dream guy would find me beautiful based on who I am because he would be spiritually aware and conscious enough to see past my physical appearance and see that I have so much more to offer than the body I come in or what clothes I wear. But that is definitely something that I am still working on getting to, getting to that place where I see myself that way. And that's not always easy. I think this topic is more relevant now than it ever has been. I think it's more challenging now than it probably ever has been with the way that social media is. I see young girls obsessed, obsessed with their physical appearance. I hear from clients all day 
they never feel good enough. They never feel beautiful enough. They never feel skinny enough. And I, it's sad. It's really hard for me. I understand it because it's a trap and it's really hard to get out of that trap. But I think like most processes in personal development and spirituality, at least from my experience, staying aware, doing what we can in the present, not letting the ego drive us in every moment that we can feel beautiful, that we can let go of these expectations and these attachments, we start to build confidence. That starts to grow. It's not about snapping your fingers and feeling like the most beautiful thing in the world. It's a practice. It's something that you come back to. It's something that you develop over time. I want to remind you, if this is something that you struggle with and you feel ready to level up spiritually, then I highly recommend booking a discovery call and seeing if my group program is for you. Like I said, I will let you know if it's not. And worst case, we just have a great conversation and connect. You can click the link below to schedule a call with me for this upcoming week. It'll be the last chance to speak before the program starts. And for the rest of you, if you would like to support this podcast, click on the link below that says support this podcast and you can subscribe to a monthly donation that helps make this podcast possible. If you like this episode, please screenshot it, share it on your story, tag me, maybe send it to a friend who you think also needs to hear it. I just want to thank you again for your time, for your energy, for your love and support. It means so much to me. I will. I love you all and I will be back tomorrow.